First, a special message from our sponsors. We wanted to let you know that we are highly selective when it comes to our sponsors. We only collaborate with businesses that align with our values and what we truly believe in. Today's episode is made possible by Gallery 101, a remarkable art gallery nestled in the heart of Basalt, Colorado. Gallery 101 is co-owned by the talented twin artists Ingrid D. Magidson and Sybil Hill Carter, who together form a dynamic and influenced female force in the art world. Their extraordinary artwork has graced galleries across the nation. To explore their captivating creations and learn more about Ingrid and Sybil's artistic journey, visit their website at www.gallery101basalt.com. Again, that's www.gallery101basalt.com. Now let's get back to the podcast. Hi, Irina. Hi, Bella. It's been a long time, honey. It's been since November. I love it. We should do catch-up episodes in between our interview episodes so people know what the fuck is going on. And who we are. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like we're getting so good with interviews, but I just think that everybody wants to know more about us. Exactly. Who... Who are these magical girls behind the curtain? I know. We're going to do something fun today. We're going to get to know each other through super deep, dark questions. We're going to share our deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah. And who created those deepest, darkest questions? We are going to be working with ChatGBT today. Okay. Okay. Can we can we please talk about ChatGBT, the take that you have on it and the take that I have on it? And also, please yes. mention Gloria. I haven't looked at the questions yet, so we're going to see if we can answer them. But in summer, we asked ChatGBT to come up with questions that were hard to answer to get to know someone on a super, super deep level. But I love ChatGBT. I use it almost every day. Um, I do a lot of social media stuff. And if you follow people that I do social media freelance for. A lot of it is come up by ChatGBT and it saves so much time. ChatGBT knows everything. It is, I feel like a, not a sensual being because that's sexual, like a, like a, <laughs> maybe it is a sexual being. Who knows? <laughs> it could be an all knowing being. So when I ask it to write things for social media, it knows what people want. It's just amazing. And if I don't know how to do something, I ask it. I use it for therapy. Tell me more. What do you mean you use it for therapy? Well, not therapy, but sometimes... Do you, do you talk to it? No, but like, if I'm having a problem, I'm like, this person's pissing me off. How do I respond? And they're like, here's three steps. Let's take a step back. Here's how you can talk to them. Let's use I statements. What's the I statement? Oh, like... I, I feel like... I feel... Um, the shit you did makes me want to punch you in the face. So that's what you think. But then Chad DBT comes to you and say, oh, you shouldn't say that. Yeah, or like with work, there's a lot of stupid people out there. And it really blows me away because I, I do some, some work with my other job where I hire people that are part-time workers. And part-time workers, we're not their full-time job. So they'll say things that make me realize that I shouldn't have hired them so I have to fire them and so in my emails I'm like clearly you suck like you didn't read the email like you're incompetent you're not reliable you suck because you didn't drive you didn't answer your phone call 
And then I plug it into ChatGPT and I'm like, help me write this in a more professional tone. And it will take it and it goes, thank you so much, Clara, for your time. Unfortunately, we're not able to move forward with you in the process anymore um, due to circumstances that you have shown like it'll say it due to your stupidity yeah um okay so can we please tell listeners about gloria you you should tell that story so okay so so bella clearly loves chat dbt and because she's gen z i am not gen z or chat dbt lover so i think i like to write why don't you like it okay i'm building a story okay because I like to write and I and I like to use my brain. <laughs> I know I'm sorry. That, their brain that was like that was an asshole move. I'm sorry. I'm, this is not the like I'm not saying you don't use your brain. No, because like no, the real reason so when we started doing this podcast with Bella, so she actually introduced me to ChatGBT and I was like, what the heck is that? So she showed me what that is. And I think after she showed me what that was, I can now go to some of the social media pages that I follow and I know exactly that they use ChatGPT, which again, no judgment there. I do think not to talk shit about ChatGPT, but I think it's great for, it can give you like an, like a skeleton, right? Because when you just use ChatGPT, it's very robotic to me, right? Mm-hmm. Like very robotic. That. And that's what I don't like because I like to put a little bit a lot of soul into what I'm writing. But I know we've used for some instances to where like you give us an idea and then we can add like our spices, Irina spices, Bella spices, and we can make this beautiful dish. So for that, I like, but I told Bella, I was like, I can't use ChatGBT and think of it as that. I was like, let's make it our assistant and we have to give her a name. So we decided to come up, well, Oh, because I used to work with somebody named Gloria and I really, really liked her. And I said, okay, let's name her Gloria. And so now when Bella sent me something and I was like, was this you or Gloria? And she said it was a little bit of both. So I think I'm okay with that. I don't like to use it as much, but I'm, I'm okay with it. I think it can be very helpful in like, some instances um why are we spending so much time on chat oh because it came up with questions right yeah okay do you want me to get into them we're gonna start with a question what's something you believe that most people don't what's something i believe that most people don't um okay i mean i don't know if most people don't but i feel like some people may be sometimes skeptical i do believe i do believe that everything happened for a reason i do believe that because I everything that happened to me there is a reason behind it I don't know if everybody believes that even if it's bad thing happened or you have like a bad experience I do believe there is a reason because if I go back and like okay this happened what led to that what led to that you know what I mean like if I go Mm -hmm. back and drag it I was like that's why that happened so I do believe that everything happened for a reason I love it there's a story that goes along exactly with what you're saying. And it goes, it's about a farmer and a horse. One day his horse runs away and the neighbor come over and says to the farmer, I'm so sorry about your horse. And the farmer says, who knows what's good or bad. The neighbor's confused, but 
because this is clearly terrible. The horse is the most valuable thing he owns. But then the horse comes back the next day and he brings with him 12 feral horses. The neighbor comes back over to celebrate. Congratulations on your great fortune. And the farmer replies again, who knows what's good or bad. And the next day, the farmer's son is taming one of the wild horses and he's thrown and breaks his leg. And the neighbor comes back over. I'm so sorry about your son. The farmer repeats, who knows what's good or bad. Sure enough, the next day, the army comes to the village and is looking for able-bodied young men to go and fight in the war. But the son is spared because of his broken leg. And the story goes on like that. But See, everything happens for a reason. Because the bad thing is that he broke his leg. But what's worse, broken leg, being, being in a war and being maybe even losing your life, you know? So I do yeah. believe that. Yeah, but that's a fun... If you want to go read the whole thing, I think it's called What's Good or Bad. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay next question I will ask Bella. Okay, this one is a good one. If you had the power to solve one global problem, what would that be and why? I think what I don't understand is why all of the countries can't work together. I feel like that could solve a lot of issues if we all work together for the betterment of like humankind, the environment, and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I think maybe humans were like, because even in our caveman days, there was tribes and we would fight each other. I don't know if that's an issue, though. Like, but it it yeah. is an issue. Like, look at all the wars yeah. that are happening, yeah. right? Like, why? Because like, it's like, you know, we we can't get along with Russia. Well, Russia, they are a piece of shit. But, like, why would it be so bad if Russia and Ukraine and the U.S. got along and we didn't fight each other? Like, you know, I don't know if that's a very, like, ignorant point of view. No, but... it's not. I mean, why? There is always has to be somebody to be to be afraid of. There's always has to be a bad guy. Why? Yeah. Why can't we just work together? And instead of, you know, when you have a neighbor, I don't know if now people do that. I feel like now people don't even know their neighbors. But let's say yeah. you, you live, you live in, in a place where you know your neighbors, right? And then your neighbors has some resources that you don't have. So and then the neighbor share those resources with you and vice versa. So it's the same because we all are neighbors, right? We all neighbor, you know, U.S. neighbors with this country, Russia neighbors with this country, and we all have different resources. Why can we just share and, and, and do that? But, you know, what fun would it be? Who, why, who would... It's just be? like this hunger for power. Like why... If we live next to each other and I just came into your house one day and I was like, this is my house. I'm going to fight you to death. Like, Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um, I think that's a good problem to solve. Yeah. I have a challenge for us. We have to answer all these questions with a story because it's moments that define us. Okay. Okay. So bring from, it on. From now on. Okay. When have you felt your biggest adrenaline rush? Biggest adrenaline rush every morning when I have coffee. <laughs> okay, so funny story since you want story. So yesterday, uh, yesterday morning, uh, because yesterday was, uh, people don't know what yesterday is. Okay, so anyway, so today's Monday. Yesterday was Sunday. So yesterday I woke up before everybody else and I had a little pre-workout and I went to the gym. Okay. So I went to the gym, did my workout, came home, 
And so I came upstairs and I'm talking to Roy, my husband. And he goes, because um, I'm like telling him and I'm like, oh, and when I'm really excited, Roy tells me, I don't know, he's like that I blink a lot. And he goes, I mean, you have to pose this, but he's like, you do this. And then, and then I'm, I was holding something in water. And then he goes, why is your handshake? I was like, I don't know. He's like, you haven't worked out all of your like uh, pre-workout. You know? I was like, I think I can fucking go back and like run a few miles. <laughs> so, um, and our husband doesn't drink caffeine. Like he doesn't drink coffee. No, right? he doesn't drink he does pre-workout when he goes to the okay. gym, but it doesn't hit him the same way. He just says me. But also, you know, because yesterday morning when I woke up, I didn't eat anything. So I just had my pre-workout and went. It's the same feeling when I have coffee before I eat anything, right? Like uh-huh. when I have co- coffee with like, you know, a toast or whatever, like a dish, then it doesn't, you know, it doesn't hit me. But like when I don't, but pre-workout on empty stomach, it's great at the gym, but then if you still have that in your system, <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? I'm gonna ask you the same question you ask me. What's something that you believe that most people don't? Okay, this will be fun. It's a little bit spooky. We're gonna do spooky stories. I, I feel like a lot of people believe that there's something on the other side, right? Hmm. Um. But. I believe in, like, spirits and all that because I've had so many experiences with it um, that I can't explain. When I was younger, as I would drift off to sleep, I would see these, it was like these orange kitchen gloves above my head, and they were, like, with wooden, they were attached with, like, wooden poles, Mm -hmm. and they were, like, transparent, and they would get, like, darker and like what is it less transparent like super like you couldn't see through them anymore as the night would go on Mm -hmm. and this would happen like multiple times and they would be like clapping above my head and I would talk to them and like that freaked me the hell out and I would run to my parents room I'm like the kitchen gloves are back and I can't remember like what I would say to them but I remember one day they came And I opened my eyes. I was, like, waking up from a dream, like, seeing them. And they were transparent. And I tried to fall back asleep to see if they go away. And I remember, like, I woke up and they were talking to me. And I stayed in the room. And I was like, go away, go away. You can't be here anymore. And as I was saying that, I remember, like, pulling open my my dressing drawer and, like, slamming it. Like, I don't know what, like, something in my head, like, knew that that would scare them. And I was like, go away, go away. And I remember seeing them, like, vanish. And then my mom came in the room and was like, what the hell is going How old were you? I think this is like five or six. Wow. Like young. So you were like my daughter's age. Yeah. And like, I remember like screaming and then I never saw them since. But yeah. Wow. That was one, one of many experiences. And this is why I like Bella because she is like, this is like, I think one of the major differences between us, right? Um. Like that you, because you said, I believe in spirit. So, so it's more like, I don't know if it's just my assumption, but is it more like ghost type of spirit? Or is it like, you know, when people say, oh, I'm not religious, I'm more spiritual. Yeah, more religious, not or more spiritual, not religious. And I did go through a phase where I didn't, I was like, we're just humans and 
you know, our subconscious like just comes comes up with like something to believe in Mm -hmm. and then we die but I feel like I've had a lot of experiences that are like contradict that spooky the gloves are back again (laughs) I don't know why I was like so (laughs) why is it kitchen gloves and now that I'm older I'm like I like spirits don't scare me I honestly don't think there's like demons Mm -hmm. I've like I feel like demons i i do think there's like an entity of like a demon sort of thing but i think like i don't think they would waste their time with humans in all honesty like i don't know what what we can provide them what do you think they are wasting or they are not wasting but i guess spending their time on i don't know i feel like it's kind of like a deity or like a goddess or something like why would they want to inhabit a human body when they can do whatever they want whenever they want yeah i think like when we hear of, like, demonic presence and in the church and, like, you hear about all these, like, possessions, I think it's actually humans and, like, their their soul self actually, like, separating. Like, you're doing something that you're not supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, your shadow self. Like, you know when you don't pay attention to a kid and then it start, the kid starts to cry or it tries to get your attention? It becomes louder. It becomes louder. So I think that you're doing something you really hate and you're not happy with your life then you'll start to see things because your, like, soul self is, like, screaming at you. Mm-hmm. So things start knocking over and shit like that. That's a, very, that's a very interesting description of it that, that I haven't heard, I don't think, because I grew up also in the church. So, mm-hmm. you know, you... And as I grew older, you know, you, you become more... You, be, you change, right? But... That it's not necessarily like the spooky thing. It's not like a demon or an evil yeah. entity. It's just your your mind basically or your subconscious self is talking to you. Yeah, like your soul. Which by the way, I'm reading a book right now called Letting Go. And um it's incredible. And they talk about like our subconscious mind and when it has power and what do we have to do to take away the power and just let go it's amazing oh that's cool okay i do want to read that we're going to take a break to give a shout out to our favorite sponsor ingrid d maggotson is a world-renowned international artist based in aspen colorado she creates layered mixed media and abstract art she's inspired by the beauty and nature and pieces from the renaissance era we are thrilled to have Ingrid D. Magidson as our sponsor, and we encourage you to support her incredible work. If you want to learn more about this artist, go visit her at www.ingridmagidson.com. Again, that's www.ingridmagidson.com. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, what's the most prou- profound act of kindness you've ever experienced or witnessed? I am going to be a proud mama because I am one and I'm going to talk about my children and how proud I am of them because how kind they are so that comes of how just great of a parents Roy and I are yes I'm bragging but so my kids are really good about holding doors for other people or like elevator now when you get out and like so like Mm -hmm. my kids know you have to like put your hand so the door doesn't close and I remember we I think it was last summer or two summers ago, we went to uh, a botanical garden and we were kind of walking, walking, and then got tired. So we found a place and we were sitting and kind of eating snacks. And um, so botanical garden in Denver is big and they have different like 
rooms for um, there was an event happening and so my kids see this couple walking and they were I think there was either a lady on a wheelchair or like just an elderly person and so they saw that person walking towards the door and Emilia runs to the door opens the door for that person and if you are a parent you know that feeling you like I am so proud of you because a lot of the times we think that the act of kindness has to be this I don't even know like it has to be big but but this is big like the little things they become big things because because I was just so proud in that moment and I'll just leave it at that seeing my children be kind to other people is like it's amazing your kids are so good it's amazing and I'm never gonna stop talking about my kids I think kids are like it's so cool to see because they're like raw humans, you know, in a sense. It's like before they've been corrupted by society and all that. And I think that shows that humans are inherently good because I feel like a lot of times humans, I mean, I do this, I'm sure you do, like we do things out of goodness because, you know, something good is going to come out of it. Mm-hmm. If, you know, I'm going to an interview, I'm going to hold the door open in case it's like the person that I'm interviewing with, you know, make that good impression because then it looks good on you. Amelia does or your daughter doesn't get anything from that. Yeah. She's just doing it out of the goodness of her heart. Yeah. And that's so incredible. It's amazing to see kids do stuff or like tell you their thoughts on something, you know, because because we as an adults, like you're right, we've been through the life, we've been through the ringer, we've been through some shit. And sometimes you become bitter, you yeah. know? But the kids you write, they're so innocent and just the way they do things and what you said just now it's like we it shows that we are good it just gets like corrupted yeah and i've seen her kids like her son he's always like random kids you know do you want to play with me Mm -hmm. could you imagine as an adult you're like in a place you're awkward and you turn to somebody and you're like hey what's up do you want to go like get some soda together and like talk the person be like no you're crazy but like deep down, you you kind of want to, like, yeah. You know, like human connection, like we all crave it, and like there's no like subconscious, like oh, do I look right? Am I being weird? Like you're not thinking about all that as a kid. The kid just like, you know, you just go and and usually the kids say, yeah, I want to play with you. Yeah, and then you say some weird things, and you're like, did you know I'm really good at basketball? And they're like, no way, show me, dude. No, <laughs> it's it's a yeah, like, I uh, suggest to anybody to have kids. Chad, you bitch is doing good. I know, there's some good questions. There's some good questions. So let me read a question and kind of what Chad GBT wants out of this question, okay? So the question is, what does your ideal life look like 10 years from now? This question encouraged them to share their dreams, goals, and fears about the future. Deep. So think, let me, let me walk you. So 10 years from now, picture your life. Where, where are you? Bathing in gold. Um, okay. No. Yes. <laughs> Bathing in gold. Um, well, are you in the house? Are you on the beach? Is the beach gold? Like, where are you? Also, 
Can I point out another difference between <laughs> between us? Bella can make anything funny. Like anything, you can be talking about deep stuff and then she can make it funny the way that it's not like rude to where... And it's not like when I'm opening up to her and I'm crying and she's like, oh, this is stupid. But like we can be talking about some deep stuff and then she inserts something that is so funny and that what makes us beautiful. Oh, shucks. I know. Anywho, so okay. 10 years from now, you're bathing in gold. Um, what are my dreams? Dreams, goals, and fears for the future. That's what Chad GBT wants from you. My dream is to be surrounded by people that make me happy and fulfill my life. And I feel like, in a way, in a story format, I guess I can say, we were talking about this earlier, but I don't know if it's our generation. I'm sure it's a lot of people, but you go to, you know, school your whole life. So pre-K, elementary, middle school, and you're with those people your entire life. And you're almost forced to build friends. Mm -hmm. And then you go to college and you're surrounded by all these like-minded people that are so passionate. And you're also forced to make friends there as well. Because you're in the dorms, you're living on top of people. And then you come into adult life. And I'm... I would say I'm introverted and extroverted, but I'm definitely more introverted. So if I could just stay home and live under a rock, I would love that. But I know it wouldn't make me happy, mm -hmm. but I would do that if I could. So with COVID and all that, I think I've leaned more into doing work that's very um, remote. So I don't see people. So for my future, in all honesty, I would love to do something where it's a part of a community and like what we're building here is so powerful and sharing human experiences and connections with each other and that we don't have to be so separated in this world. Oh, I love you. Oh, shucks. <laughs> no, because like you see how like you can make stuff funny, but then she has a very deep side to her. Just very deep. That was really beautiful. Oh, thanks. That was really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So that's and that's why, and that's so beautifully you put, and that's why what we're building, right? And we want to build community. We want people to, like, we want more and more people be part of our community, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think my goals have switched because a lot of like grow not growing up but like in high school and college and all that a lot of it was based around money I want to have money and it's been hard because now I do things where I'm not making a lot of money and I don't want to say that but a lot of my goals have been towards that but the goal to make money was eventually I think I had to dive deep was so that I could be in a community and feel like I I'm, I have the space to be in that opportunity. That you belong. That I belong. So trying to kind of switching and being like, it was always a means to an end. Mm -hmm. So what's the actual goal? Because that's never going to make me happy. Yeah. And it's a hard pill to swallow. But having all this money and nobody to spend it with, I would love to have money so I can take all my friends on vacation. And like, what does that mean? Because I want to be around people. Oh my gosh. Can I tell you? Yeah. So yesterday we watched movie with our kids and i don't know because like you don't have kids so i don't know if you know but i feel like you like also a lot of like cartoon movies <laughs> so we watch and it's just directly about the money making and if it makes you happy so uh do you know boss baby 
that movie? Yes, but I haven't seen it, but I'm going to watch it. Okay, it's when those boss babies, the original like boss babies, so they are grown-ups. And one of them has kids and another one doesn't have kids. So the one that doesn't have kids is like this big executive private airplanes, you know, makes a lot of money. And then the other one kind of has, you know, regular jobs and he's very creative, is a dreamer and he has two kids. And one, and one of his, and his baby that he has, she is now also part of the boss baby world that he didn't know and now he does. Basically, they have a mission. Uh, at the end, the mission, the dad thought it was something else, but the mission was to get her dad and his brother together because they, they haven't spoken a while and everything. And so then at the end, the one that has family, I, I miss you so much and I wanted to be around you and, you know, like, so proud of you. You have, you know, this lavish life and you made all this money. And he goes, but you are such an incredible parent. You have such a great family. And he's like, you know, to tell you the truth, it's very, he said, I am in the top, but it's very lonely in the top with all this money. And I just, I, I, I loved it. And I was like, yeah, we all should strive to one more. But you're right. I, I'm the same way. I was like, when I have a bunch of money, I want to share it with my people, you know? Mm -hmm. I share it with my people. Because why do we need all that money if you just... There? If you can't do... And I think every single human is like that. Like, why, why have it if you... And even the people that are like, I want to buy cars. And like, you're doing it to show off. Mm -hmm. To feel a part of a community. Like, that's... That's always been the goal. Yeah. So shoot for that instead of the money. We went deep there. Do you want to do one more or do we want to be done? Yeah, let's do one. One more. Let's do one more and then let's wrap this shit up. What life experience has shaped you the most and how did it change you? I think when I decided to leave Ukraine and come to United States, I was 19 and at that point, I haven't been on the airplane. I haven't even left Ukraine. And I just, I remember somebody asking me, aren't you afraid? Because I was going by myself, right? I was at the time I was, you know, living always with the family, either like with at my home. When I was in college, I lived with my cousin and their fam and her family. So, um, I never even had like your typical college experience, right? Like I was not living in the dorms, anything. So somebody asked me, aren't you afraid? And I don't know why, but I wasn't afraid. I just knew it was going to work out. I, I don't like I was fucking 19, not having any real life experience. I mean, you know, like college, all of that. But I mean, like haven't traveled, you know, I always had family around. And then I decided to go and live with this American family that I've never met, knew nothing about, which happened to be Bella's family. And I think, like I always say that, you know, I'm from Ukraine and I'm always going to be Ukrainian, but United States and especially Colorado, since I've lived here, since I got here, will always be my second home because I learned, I became a truly real adult I become how to I learn how to make money I made my true true friends that I still have to this day I um you know my had my babies I met my husband here so I don't know I just always knew that it was going to work out and it did and it has 
That's incredible. I don't know. I guess always believe in yourself. Whatever you do, you have to believe like whatever business you're starting, whatever, whatever job you're doing, whatever you're doing, you have to believe yourself the most in yourself the most because there's going to be a lot of people who will say well aren't you afraid maybe you shouldn't do this you know starting a business is hard um you know starting a podcast is hard there's so many out there whatever that may be but you have to believe that it's going to work out it might sound cheesy and i'm not saying just sit down on a couch and believe right don't do shit no i'm saying do do work hard you know but believe in yourself and this is the message for today. I love it. Do we want... We're done? No, I want to ask you one more. And we're going to wrap this up. Wrap this Chat up. GBT. Thank you, baby girl. Chat GBT. Baby Gloria. Chat GBT. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what a good one to finish up. Okay. What do you think are the most important qualities in maintaining a strong relationship? Okay. Okay. I have a story. Okay. So I think the most important qualities is being like communication and being vulnerable. I feel like as society, we've told like, deal with your problems on yourself. Like you can do this on your own. And I struggle with a lot of anxiety, which we've talked about, and, you know, I have OCD and that sort of thing. And I go to therapy, and we've been working through it, and the other day, um, you know, we're talking about, like, people that support in your life. And so we brought in Spencer to help with my um, healing plan. And when we were talking about it, Spencer turned to me, and he was like, I didn't realize that you had this much anxiety. Like, does this happen? And I just don't realize it. And it kind of took me back because I was like, yeah, it does. But I'm not open about it. Mm. And it sometimes I get mad. I'm like, why don't, why doesn't he help me more? But it's because I don't, I don't tell him. I don't let him in. And it's really hard. But when you let people in, then they're able to help you because the people you care about, they want to help you. But it was... So yeah, being vulnerable because it was just, it was one of those moments where I was like, I didn't realize that he had no idea what was even going on. He thought it was just normal. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the times we think, especially in romantic relationship, because I feel like romantic relationship are different than, you know, friendships, Mm -hmm. because you are with your partner much more than you are with your friends, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. For me, I think you should know what I'm thinking. You should know exactly. what I'm doing. And and a lot of the times, like, I can't read your mind. Like, you tell me so I can help you. But if you don't tell me, I don't know. But it's, I don't know. I think sometimes it's like, that's what you call being selfish. But like, well, why don't you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get that. Because... And even with friends, I think this can relate. Like, how are your friends supposed to help you if you don't know what's going, if they don't know what's going on? Yeah, yeah. But it is, um, I think, so beautifully put, yeah, like talking, being vulnerable and being open and letting people in. And you choose who you let in. It's not to say that you should let everybody in, but... um, we talk a lot about Brene Brown, right? And she talks about vulner- vulnerability, 
you know, uh, be like human connections and all of that. Um, so I do agree with that. Oh, look at us. We went deep. Thank you, Chad GBT. I love it. And updates. We have some fun stuff in the works. We're working on community engagement, but more to come. Community building. We are working on some production with Royally B production. You better get it right. I better get it right. <laughs> My husband is our production production manager. Um, so we, we're going to be releasing some cool videos. Um, we really wanted to build community for, for it to be a place for people. Like my dream is for this podcast to be like the number one storytelling podcast to build a space, like an inviting safe space to where people come in and tell their stories. Yes. You know, exactly. To learn about other humans, to learn about other humans, because I think. And it's interesting because so many guests on a podcast said there is such a healing power in telling your stories and sharing your stories. Um, but we want to create a space for our listeners to also share their stories. Yes. Because yes. it's healing to hear other people's stories, but it's another thing to have the space to share your story, to share your story without necessarily being a guest on a podcast but so more to come on that um we also have an episode coming up around mental health there's going to be a couple of episodes on that because we wanted to promote mental health i mean we are almost coming up on a year oh my god well, Bella, I did not have any problem with ChatGBT slash our assistant Gloria today. Zero. And I am being vulnerable and open about it. Because, you know, I would say it if I did have problem. I love it. So thank you, Bella and Gloria. ChatGBT. Peace out. Peace out. And on that note. I'm Irina. I'm Bella. We talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.